Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon not feeling well. He's a little under the weather today. Hopefully he'll be back on Monday. Hans Olsen actually just walking through the door. He is here. He's going to help us fill in. We're going to talk to Howard Beck in a moment. I want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car excuse me, to curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save Diamond Airport Parking. We're live here today at Robbins Sports. Come see us, 110 West Center Street. Yeah, We're going to get to Howard in just a second, but first of all, Hans, you made it. Thank yeah. you for coming. I got uh, your question to Bowler. I hope you heard it. I did. That. I heard it, and it was a good answer. And uh, I am here to subligate, so... You show me what needs to be subligated, and I'll get some subligation going. <laughs> All right. Let's Is that get... the right word? No. 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 <laughs> <It's> t- <laughs> time for more. your NBA Daily Assist. Austin, hit it. It's time for your NBA Daily Assist. Now, senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He's back for another season with us, and we couldn't be more excited about it. He is Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report. Happy Friday to you, Howard. How are you? Hey, Howard. Hey, fellas. How are you? Hey, we are, we're doing great. We're on remote today at a really cool store. It's a beautiful day in Salt Lake, and the Jazz play the Lakers tonight. So everything's coming us up us, Howard. And I'm just glad to be here because I've got so many questions with the NBA season opening. I've got so many questions, so I'm glad I get to be a part of this interview. I'm happy to be here. I hope I have decent answers. All right, Hans, I feel like you should start. I feel like you've got stuff like uh, ready to roll. I, I feel like am you should go. very ready to roll because we've got a Utah Jazz L.A. Lakers matchup tonight, and we saw a strange Lakers open, but against a really good Clippers team, and then a strange Utah Jazz open against a lowly OKC team. Just taking those four teams that I mentioned, Howard, kind of walk us through the two, the win for Utah and the loss for the Lakers and what these teams look like. Well, you know, the Lakers, I, I feel like, you know, they're going to be judged, in, as they always are, prematurely by the highest standards and with expectations possibly out ahead of where they should be given this stage of the season. Like, it's it's fine that they have two top five players. It's fine that they have two generational type stars. But they have a lot of new pieces. And I, I'm not sold on some pieces or some aspects of their rotation. But the Lakers, of course, we expect to be there in the end. They'll be there in the spring. But, in, you know, in, in October, November, this is a feel-out thing for them. They've still got to figure out exactly uh, how they're going to play. What do they do when LeBron goes to the bench? Who's handling the ball? Um, they, they do seem to have a, a bit of a shortage of, of competent ball handlers. They'll be better when Rondo's healthy. But, you know, he's up there in years, and, and there are limitations on him. So the Lakers are, are, you know, they're going to be fun. They're going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I don't know how great they will be in the early going of the season. But as I say, we know where they'll be in the end. They're going to be a top, you know, two, top four team in the West and uh, a threat to make the finals. The Jazz, 
you know, uh, look, there's nothing I can tell you guys that you don't already know uh, and that you know m- much more up close than I do. Uh, I, I Like everybody else, I love their off season, And I feel like if, uh, if this were a, a normal NBA and a normal Western Conference, um, you know, or if a lot of other things hadn't happened, we would feel a lot more, you know, bullish on their, their, their chances. Now, I still think they've got all the, the, the possibilities in the world. Oh, you can see um, Thank you. Um, I, I, I think they've got all the possibility in the world um, to come out of the West, as do the Lakers and Clippers, as do the Nuggets, as do the Rockets. And there's the problem. You've, you've just got a lot to carve through. And those other teams have more star power. Now, will that be definitive? Star power generally tends to rule the NBA. And, you know, the, the Jazz, while they have a couple of guys, it's not at the level of a LeBron and AD or Paul George and Kawhi or Harden and Westbrook. Um, does that matter in the end? We'll see. Does this having elite defense, as we expect the Jazz to have year in, year out, plus a little more offensive dynamism now with Conley in there and the Bogdanovich addition, is that enough? to be uh, decisive in a playoff series come the spring. Um, I'm a little concerned about their wing defense because, you know, you're going to have to deal with LeBron. You're going to have to deal with uh, Kawhi and Paul George, you know, potential matchups in the spring. But, you know, there's a long time to go between now and then. And, uh, you know, I I, I like who the Jazz are. I like what they've done. Um, I like the fact that we can have an, an actual conversation about five different teams at the top of the West that we expect to be there. And, and truly not know which of them is going to come out uh, in May. Howard, uh, my guy Hans here is uh, a James Harden guy. He likes uh, James. And you mentioned the, the tandem of he and Russell Westbrook and the star power of, of that, uh, no doubt, is huge. But my, I guess my question is, how will it work, Howard, and will it work? Um, how will it work? I'm, I'm going to say I'm not sure because because I'm not sure on the second part, which is the will it work. Like, I've been a skeptic of this since they made the move, and I remain skeptical having watched last night's game. I, you know, there, there's no denying the individual talents of those two players, and obviously they've been friends since they were 10, 11 years old, growing up in L.A., playing ball together, and that, that's fine. That helps. It helps that you want the partnership to work. That's great. There's a trust there and a bond. It doesn't mean that they actually fit well together, though. And you can look at the other pairings, the other all-star pairings in this, in this you know, year of NBA star duos, and you can see how just seamlessly some of the other duos fit. LeBron and AD are a perfect fit for one another. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, it's seamless. But James Harden and, and Russell Westbrook are the two highest usage players in the modern NBA, and they function best with the ball in their hands. When they blew that lead in the fourth quarter last night, there were two different possessions where James Harden passed to Westbrook for the open three and Westbrook missed it. No big surprise there. Westbrook shot 29% on threes last year. He's never been a great shooter. And James Harden is one of the best shooters we've ever seen. So, you know, is that force feeding? Is that just, hey, I'm going to hit the open man? Should Harden have been more selfish in that case and called his own number because he's, a, he's just simply a, a better scorer and a better shooter? Uh, and what happens when, uh, you know, Westbrook has the ball in his hands and, you know, now you've, you've, you've kind of neutralized what is great, greatest about Harden, which is that he's deadly in a variety of ways with the ball in his hands um, as a passer, as a slasher, as a, as a shooter. So uh, 
I, I think it's a difficult one. I do think it's a it's a fairly potent one-two punch or has the potential to be, but I do think it comes with um, a lot more downside or just uh, difficulty than some of the other all-star pairings in this league. Watching that Clippers-Golden State game last night was real intriguing for me, Howard, and, and so many different storylines. You know, in, interesting to watch Draymond Green without everybody around him. Interesting to watch Steph Curry try to support but not be able to hit as many. But then the most obvious and glaring question that needs to be asked is, is this Clippers team very easily the team to beat in the NBA at this point? I am obviously not alone in this, and it's not exactly a big limb to be out on. It's not exactly the most adventurous take. But, yeah, I've, I've, I've picked the Clippers to win it all this season. I think they have not only the talent at the top there with Kawhi and Paul George, but they've got the depth um, to bring back the core of a team that won 48 games that was just a, a, a tough, gritty, balanced team that, that, that kind of just – you know, manufactured 48 wins out of sheer will with no real top-level talent to take that group, keep it largely intact, and then add on two all-stars, both of whom are phenomenal two-way players, possibly the two best two-way wings in the NBA. Um, it just it just gives them such a high ceiling, and I don't think any other team can say that. Uh, you know, if you if you want to judge just on all-star pairings, you could say, well, you know. LeBron and AD have a, have, a, have a slight edge there or have an edge. I wouldn't argue the point, um, but it's, it's never just about your, your stars. You've got to have the right supporting cast. You've got to have the shooting and the, and the playmaking. And I think the Clippers are just better built. Uh, Lou Williams, sixth man of the year, obviously, on nights that the other two guys aren't scoring, you've got a guy who can drop 20, 25 points on a night, 30 points. I don't see that on the Laker roster. And... You know, and that's just comparing those two, obviously. But I, it's, it's for all those same reasons that I like the Clippers that I would put them ahead of Denver and Utah and, and Houston. Uh, I just think they're very soundly built, and, and that that uh, all-star tandem is, is really backed up by a very solid uh, rotation behind them. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report with us uh, on the big show. Howard, not only are there those five or six teams in the West that are pretty evenly matched and and could have a shot at it, but what's interesting, too, about the Western Conference is even some of the younger teams are are really poised to take a step. We're going to see Sacramento tomorrow night, and I know Marvin Bagley's out for a couple of weeks, and and that's not fun, but but Dallas is super interesting. Even Phoenix looks like they might make make a little bit of a step this year. Tell me, what what team in the Western Conference is that maybe not those five or six that we always talk about really piques your interest? Just as we were talking about with the top of the conference, it's refreshing to see that there are like five or six teams we can talk about. It's true of the bottom of the conference, too, now, where um, there are only two teams that I think like start off the season without any playoff hopes whatsoever. That's Memphis and Phoenix. So now 13 teams are in play. 13 teams legitimately have a shot at the playoffs at minimum, which, again, we don't see very often in this league. And so that's, that's fun. That's interesting on its own. Of that, that group down, down in the, um, I don't know, the, the second tier, I guess. So like, I think there are six locks for the playoffs, the teams we've talked about plus Portland. I think the Warriors and Spurs are both vulnerable. And then I think there's this really intriguing group that's chasing those two for the last two spots. That's Dallas. That's New Orleans. I think Oklahoma is, is in fact, in the mix. Uh, some people are higher on Minnesota than I am, but you know maybe. Um, 
of that group, it's the Pelicans. And I, and I look again. It sounds like well, duh. Of course, they got Zion Williamson. I think the Pelicans are intriguing for all kinds of reasons that have nothing to do with Zion. Um, obviously, he's a phenomenal talent. Obviously, he's going to miss six to eight weeks with a niece, uh, unfortunately. But Drew Holiday, you know, like Mike Conley, who you guys now get to appreciate up close. Drew Holiday is one of these guys who every year plays like an all-star, plays both sides of the ball, is a, is a phenomenal player and a, a great leader, and just doesn't get the recognition because he's had the misfortune of playing in a, in a Western conference that's been stacked with Hall of Fame point guards or, or Hall of Fame guards. Um, but Drew Holiday is great. They bring in J.J. Redick. They bring in your guy, Derek Favors. Um, they've got, you know, they've they got Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Uh, scouts are really all high on Nikhil uh, Alexander-Walker, their other rookie. They've just got, like, a really interesting mix and some depth. And I think that I think they can survive without Zion. And I think when he gets back, I think they're really, really good. And, it, you know, it, if not for his injury, I would have had them penciled in as, as – one of those last two playoff teams. Even with his injury, I think they've got a good shot at it. Howard, I wanted to get your unique perspective on an announcement that we just got here from Gail Miller and Adam Silver and a lot of the higher-ups in the NBA that we're getting the all-star game here in Salt Lake City in 2023. And I I want you to kind of paint a perspective for people here in Salt Lake City as to what they're getting into here in 2023. Uh, a whole bunch of grungy sports writers running around for like four or five days. So I mean, looking for you good know, barbecue we're, or good food. We, I'm we're just sure. looking for we're, we're just looking for good food and some Marriott points. Really, that's <laughs> uh, you know, if you see us on the street, please feed us or give us your Marriott points. That's, hey, uh, that's really all we're looking for. Howard, bring your skis, man. Let's get up and hit these slopes. Well, I, I will tell you, my my first reaction was. Man, the NBA is really trying to freeze our tails off because we're going like Chicago, Indy, Cleveland, Salt Lake. Uh, my second reaction was, "Oh, cool! I got an excuse to like just like build this out into like a whole week uh, trip to bring my wife and daughter and go up to Park City or something." So, uh, yeah, I'm 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 all in for that. In fact, I, I would I'll just like ski right through All Star Weekend. I don't need to see another <laughs> slam dunk contest. I don't need to see another bad All Star game. I'll just go ski the whole weekend. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this, Howard. You bring the family out here, make some plans, and, and we'll take good care of you. You give us a heads up. We'll make sure we'll make sure you guys have a good time. I, I appreciate that. I'll be hitting you up for all kinds of restaurant recommendations for sure. But what what kinds of things are people going to get to see, and, and what kinds of events? And is it is it a fun environment for the city? I know it was here third. Well, it will be a thirty year anniversary, yeah. but I didn't have any part of it, and I think most people probably don't remember it. Yeah, I wasn't there. Like that's you know, I've been around a little while, but not that long. So I have not been there for an All Star game myself. And the All Star Weekend itself—it's not even All Star Weekend anymore. It's like a whole week basically, and it's it's grown immensely over the decades. So you know, uh, listen, uh, for you know, uh, jaded old farts like me, it's you know, it's it, it's work and it's it's fun, it's entertaining, but it's you know, it's it's just a lot of media, it's a lot of chaos. But for families, for for if you uh, a family that's big basketball fans and you got your kids and you want to bring them out they've got all this stuff a lot of it's i think free too. this fan fest type stuff where it's just this kind of carnival atmosphere and some of the players will be circulating through there and there's contests and stuff and uh, it, it's it's uh it's a great atmosphere i brought my wife and daughter to one of the ones in new orleans a while back and, and they had a, a spectacular time so um yeah uh, jazz fans will really enjoy it i'm sure it will be obviously great for downtown and uh, it's, it's a great event. The NBA does a, a phenomenal job. 
The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, Howard, was it feels like since the preseason's ended and mostly we're out of China, there's a Band-Aid put over the NBA, China, and 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 fan dispute. But I'm curious to get your thoughts. Is it is it done? Is it going to go away? Is this thing going to resurface? Oh, that's a great question. I, I, I don't know. Like, my gut tells me that, and, and this was how I felt a couple weeks ago, too, was that as soon as the, the NBA was out of China in terms of the preseason, and that's, that with the, the actual season starting to unfold and with all the intriguing storylines, within the NBA or just the sports you know, media and sports fan community, like, the, the, the focus quickly shifts to, well, how do LeBron and AD look? You know, it quickly shifts to, you know, uh, you know how's how's uh, the new Philly lineup working out so far? Like it, 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 you know, our attentions are short, and that the fact that that all that controversy happened at a time when it was still the preseason and people didn't really have anything else to talk about, um, the fact that that you know politicians across the spectrum all seized on it as a a political wedge issue and a, and a, and a means of just you know smacking people around that they that they. Uh, needed an excuse to smack around. Like it, it turned it into something bigger than it might have been uh, at another time in another you know context. I think it fades a little, but I also think that if people decide to use this um, as, as a continually use it, continue to use it as, as a, a political wedge, as a rhetorical, uh, you know, just a, a talking point, um, then that could extend this a while. If something happens in China, I mean, listen, the, the Hong Kong protests have been um, pretty tense and and persistent. And, you know, God forbid there, there's anything uh, terrible that happens there. If it escalates, then it's going to just put the focus back squarely, not just on the NBA, but on the dozens and dozens of American corporations and, and other you know businesses from around the world that are doing business in China. If things were to turn... Uh, you know, violence in Hong Kong with those protests and the way that China deals with those protests, it, it's going to put everybody in, in a, a spot where they're going to potentially have to make some decisions. Right now, I think the NBA is treating it as business as usual. Uh, it's not to say that there's a blind eye being turned, but they've been there for 40 years, and so have Nike and Disney and Walmart and Starbucks and Apple and all kinds of other businesses. Um, you know, I wrote about this recently. It just it's it's uh, understandable that people might have concerns about the NBA being there or believe that maybe they shouldn't be, and that's a, a fair argument that people can make. But if you're going to make that argument, you've got to turn it on Starbucks and Disney and Apple and everybody else, too. And it, the NBA simply got caught in the middle of, of I think, a, a, a more of an American political war more than anything that was to do with China itself. This has been a, a, a debate that, that kind of uh, you know, grew disproportionately to the NBA's role. Howard Beck of the Bleacher Report with us on the big show. And Howard, our boy Gordon is a little under the weather today. He uh, unfortunately wasn't with us yesterday either. We hope he's he's feeling a little bit better. But we are both very, very excited that you're back on the show this year. Thank you for jumping on with us. And thanks for doing it again, man. You're always a highlight of our week. Really do love you, Howard. It's great stuff. Man. Uh, uh, it's, it's very, very kind of you guys. I'm, I'm excited to be doing this for another year. Uh, happy that you guys brought me back. Appreciate that. And Give my best to Gordon. Hope he uh, gets well soon, and uh, look forward to talking to him soon. Thanks, Howard. You're the best. The great Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report. He's going to join us each and every Friday here on the NBA Daily Assist on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I've been listening to him on this show for, what, four years, five years. He's been around for a long time, and 
I absolutely love his takes. He's always insightful and always has an opinion on things. And I asked the the question about China because I'm glad you did. By the way, well, I think that I think on the surface things are calming down, but I keep hearing about fan bases that are orchestrating demonstrations by wearing shirts and and covering the shirts and going into arenas and you've seen the different support hong kong shirts or the the shirts that have the tweet that daryl morey put out it written out on the shirt and you're seeing people raise those up in the camera and you're seeing nba angles like get away from it really fast nobody it'll get to the point the more that they try to ignore it the more that the the vocal political positioning on it is going to want to be heard and and it could come to a head, you know. It could come to it could be a, a forced thing, and and people could walk out, or you know. Do you remember we saw so many different strange um, forms of uh, of demonstration where they were locking hands and keeping people out of arenas? Yep, I'm no, trying to remember. Sacramento. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember a years ago. what that was in Sacramento. It was a police shooting, I believe. I think, yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I believe it was a Black Lives Matter situation, if I remember mm-hmm. right. But people want to be heard. And if they're not heard, and if they're continued to be pressed, they're going to get more and more vocal, and we'll see how the NBA handles it. Yeah. I, I just don't think we've heard the last of it. Oh, it's not going away. No. no that's the reason NBA front offices are preparing for a 15% cap hit. As much as 15%, because it's not going away. All right, big thanks to Howard Beck for jumping on with us. We are here at Robin Sports. You can come by and see us, 110 West Center Street. Got the big grand opening going down tomorrow. But Damon joins us now from Robin Sports. And first of all, Damon, good to see you. Thanks for having us up, man. Hey, thank you guys for coming out. This is fun. So you and Jason are brothers, huh? We are, yeah. Is there a, is there a sibling rivalry kind of kind of thing there? How does you that know, work it's, out? You know, it's kind of funny. He was always athletic, and I was very unathletic <laughs> not an athletic one in my body so there wasn't really a rivalry there but we hated each other we hated each other's friends we grew up just really not getting along and and uh, as we world. grew up and all of a sudden we're, we're best friends and partners and that's cool that is yeah. cool that's, yeah, that's a, great that's a great story where, where, where did the idea come from i mean this this is great but how do you come up with the, the concept the idea and then you know bring it to light you know you know jason talked about kind of our passion for sports and how important we think those it is especially for little league and for little little guys and and little girls to to grow up and and learn the discipline and all the things that come through little league sports and so we do have a passion for that and and we have a little bit of an entrepreneur uh bone in our body we we get kind of excited about that so so it kind of just came together, and, and uh, yeah, it's been really, really fun and exciting. Well, Hans is actually – I'm glad you're filling in today, Hans, because – Hans, how many sports leagues with your kids are you involved in uh, uh, between – Like just currently? Yeah, currently. Four, four different. Four different? Four different leagues, with, yeah. with your kids? Yeah. And, and these leagues, I mean, we're talking to, to commissioners or athletic directors or whatever. You need to have every, those kids looking sharp, and, and you guys – that's what you guys do up here. Take care that's of those right. leagues. That's right, and you know what – it's marketing. It's marketing for the clubs, right? If they yeah. have really nice jerseys, if they have really nice shirts, that's marketing, and they're getting out there and they're drawing people into their clubs, so that's important as well. But we've talked a lot about uh, jerseys. We've talked a lot about that kind of stuff, but we also have a website. We haven't even mentioned the website yet. Oh, we got to get one And uh, we, uh, we recognize that not everybody is here in Davis County. We recognize that not everybody uh, can come see us or come talk to us, but our website is robinsports.com, but it's two Bs. you got to remember those two Bs, R-O-B-B-I-N-S, sports. Dot com. So go check us out on the website. Um, we sell all kinds of gear. Anything that you'd buy at 
you know, any other uh, store, we've got it on there. We've got good prices, so go check us out on our website, too. All right, robinsports.com. That's hey, robinsports.com or 110 West Center Street here in Bountiful. I, I wanted to ask you this because when I, when you walk in the store, it's a little overwhelming because there's, you've got everything. You know, it's, it's really apparel and hats and watches, but you've also got balls and things. What is it that you guys want to be identified as? Like, what... What do you be, want to be known as? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So, so you say you call it a store. I, I don't know that we call it a store. It's kind of our our uh, showroom, right? So that's we want people to come it. in and and see the different styles of jerseys, see what we can offer. Uh, we do sell some balls and some helmets, and we do sell do a little bit of retail out of here. Uh, we're not a, a, a big five or you know a dicks or anything, but but uh, we we really want people to come in when they need you know uniforms and they need supplies for their team so that we can get them outfitted. All right, robinsports.com. Check it out. Or 110 West Center Street. Damon, great job. Thank you very much. Yeah, Thanks, thank Damon. You. Thanks, Damon. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. Hans filling in 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Jeff Grimes, BYU Offensive Coordinator. So I'm wondering how you recapture that form of desperation that you had against Boise when you play Utah State. I think our players will be motivated to play that game, and college football is funny. The team that is most inspired to play often wins, sometimes even when they shouldn't on game day. And My goal, and I know Kalani's goal, is to create a team that shows up every Saturday hungry to win, but we're not quite there yet. I think this next game in Logan will be a great opportunity, a great test for us to show that we've matured enough to put two big games back-to-back. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hans Olsen filling in for Gordo today, who's uh, a little bit under the weather out there. We are live from Robin Sports. Check them out, robinsports.com, or simply come by and see us, 110 West Center Street in Bountiful. They've got their grand opening from 1 to 4 coming up uh, tomorrow. I got I to gotta give you credit, Jake, because you're, you're creative. You sent me a text and said, hey, Hans, can you please come fill in for Gordon at Robin's Burger and Wings. Yeah, I and, was a little misleading. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, burgers and wings? Do sure. they have shakes? <laughs> and you're like, shakes too. <laughs> so I flew down here and I'm like, sweet burgers and wings. And then I got halfway and I hear talk of sublimation and I'm like, that's not burgers. That doesn't sound That's like embroidery. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this, this place is cool. It this is. It's been, awesome. This has been so fun. And uh, this is kind of a, a thing. Uh, I, I brought this up with Jason earlier. Remember the day when you were in Little League and you opened up your uniform? Nothing better. Oh, it wasn't it the greatest feeling in the entire world? Jake, I, I don't know if there's there's anything better. I uh, Man, I can't even talk about it because I'll get emotional. Um and plus, I think I'm a little bit sick, so I'm already on kind of quick emotion. But oh, you didn't inter- interact with Gordon? No, I, I haven't. But there was something incredible in fourth grade and fifth grade walking into, you know, the the fitting room with the the shoulder pads and the helmets, and to see those jerseys show up 
on your on uh, on your bed. You throw them out there and lay them out with some of your you know your socks and your new cleats, and you get to see your name on a jersey, or you get to pick out your number. Like uh, some of my greatest memories in my life are that, and it doesn't change. Actually, like in college. When they roll out your home and your away, and then you get your bull jerseys. And then I remember my senior bull jerseys when I went and played in the East West and then played in the Gridiron Bowl. And you get those jerseys. In the NFL, you get your jerseys and you get to keep your away and home jerseys. And those things are impactful. And, and it's so great to be able to do that for your kids. And that's what they're trying to do here at Robbins. So awesome. take advantage of really it. Really cool. All right. want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They're looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero team. Paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today. Join the Action Superhero team, 801-833-3333. Hans, uh, give, me, give me your quick, in a nutshell, take, because we went a little long with Howard. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the more I look at this Utah game or think about this Utah game, they're they're going to blow out Cal, right? They should by all by all means they should. They should just smoke them, right? I, I, I was even looking at in total defense. Cal is forty eighth. They're giving up three hundred fifty nine yeah. yards a game, and that's their strong suit. You know, that's their their defense is their bread and butter. I I think Utah should move the football by all means. Utah should it, it should be a twenty to twenty four point win. But here's the problem. I felt that way about so many matchups in the weekends for the Pac-12, and it just doesn't happen that way. Right. You know, like even last week watching Oregon State and Cal, and you're like, oh, man, well, you know, Cal's got that win against Washington, and they're taking on this Oregon State team, and they're just going to roll them. It should be a 10- to 14-point win for Cal. Right. Oregon State beats them and handles them. And now the, the the score doesn't show that they handled them, but they did. But they did. They 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 really controlled the the, the tempo. And as Coach Mack pointed out in Football Fridays, by the way, Football Friday was terrific. Yeah, he's I, so I'm good. Just drawing, anyway, continue. I love Coach Mack. Uh, Oregon State had nine sacks on Cal. Two individuals had three each. They they combined for six sacks, and they had fourteen TFLs. Oregon State just got after them, and so. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. And either does about 15 other games that have happened in the first seven weeks in the Pac-12. Yeah. So I oh, who'd Stanford lose to the other day that they had no business losing to? Was it UCLA? It was UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. So, <laughs> yeah, no, after, it was just wild. After Stanford had an insane win. Over the, Washington. After over Washington. What? <laughs> so, so, so who knows? Is if I'm Kyle Whittingham... Or if I'm even if I'm a Orlando Amana, the center, or if I'm Tyler Huntley and I'm questionable, like man, I'm hurting, but should I play? Well, it's Cal. You can't have that that thought process. Every week has to be back against the wall, fighting for my life, because it's not completely out of the realm of conversation to talk about them being in the Final Four, right? Now, I think that we are inches away from being able to shut all that down, and there's a long road to get there. But until it's completely shut down, I don't want to stop talking about it. Uh, one lost Pac-12 team should absolutely get consideration for the playoff, it's, 100%, if that's how it were to go. Especially if Oregon makes a nice run and 
USC <coughs> loses, but only loses to Oregon. And they beat Oregon uh, in the title game. Oh, yeah, and then, and then, and then they beat Oregon in the right. title game. But you don't want USC to lose too many games because you know just how— Just have them lose to Oregon. Just That's all lose you need. to Oregon, and then you go win the rest, yeah. and then Oregon will see you in the Pac-12 championship game. There are ways to get there, but you cannot—for five seconds you can't take your eye off a team like Cal— right. And Coach Wilcox. And and you and I sat there and talked to Coach Wilcox, and he's a confident guy. And when you go back and you watch that Washington game, there are things that give me concern. Yeah. If Tyler Huntley can't go and you play Jason Shelley, Wilcox can roll out a defense that is going to confuse you. He loves to run cover zero. He loves to disguise zones. He loves to disguise in from zone into man. And he can cause a young quarterback or an inexperienced quarterback, and I know Shelley's got some experience. I would roll out Shelley before I'd roll out Lisk, even though Lisk is ru- – people are asking, why was there the Lisk-Shelley thing in the last game? I can get into that if you want to get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But I would put I would put Shelley on the field, and I would make it a really simple read for him because Coach Wilcox is going to try to confuse things, and he's going to try to hit Shelley. So, I yes, Jake, they should. It should be a twenty-point win. It should. Oh, I think by almost by more even. Yeah, I'm yeah twenty. You well, what's the spread? Eighteen. Is it that high? It's something like that. Yeah, give me a second. I'll tell I you can't exactly believe anybody would put the Pac-12 spread anywhere like that because n- nothing makes sense anymore. If I was a sports gambler, a sports better, I wouldn't even touch the Pac-12 anymore. This thing has become such an ugly mess. And the, really, the only thing consistent right now is Utah 20 and a half is, uh, is Utah and a little bit of Oregon. So you actually don't have Utah covering. Um, I'm trying to remember what my final score is. I think I do because I think I had it 28 to 3. But that, I mean, that's, or 28 to 7. That spread's ridiculous. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be surprised, actually, if Cal scored a touchdown. Is that too far? Well, Their I, offense really is I was is kind of pressing the corner in the predictions. I, I did. I went 28-7. Uh, one thing you do need to look at, uh, no team has scored over 24 four points against Cal in the last 18 games, I think it was. Hmm. They're, they're holding teams underneath 24 points. But, but for crying out loud, don't blink. None of you. I mean, if anybody thinks they're going to get a night off, if anybody goes onto that field tomorrow night and thinks that they're just going to roll over Cal, Cal could wake you up really quick. All right, want to remind you, that is Hans Olsen, by the way, filling in for Gordon today. Join Scotty and Hans coming up uh, on, uh, let's see here, on Monday, October 28th from noon to 3 at My Hearing Center in Sandy, 8941 South, 700 East, Suite 204. Coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report, which, which actually today is kind of sports related, but you're not going to believe this, this story. The not, the not Sports Report? You're not going to believe the story about the New Mexico Bowl. It's pretty funny. I'm well, excited. pretty wild. All right. Are they giving away pottery? They could be. I don't know. Go Lobos. That seems pretty random, but maybe. You, you know, that's always been the trophy. Oh, has it really? Yeah, the New Mexico yeah. Bowl is it's like, it's like a, an adobe pot, right? It's really it is, cool. It, I remember uh, back at the old 1280 when we sent Hans to cover a New Mexico Bowl in a car. Oh, man. With three other men. <laughs> that's where the hands-free eating came from. Is it really? Where that came yeah. from? 
<laughs> down there to cover. BYU played. It was the Jake Hughes bowl game. BYU played somebody. <laughs> it was uh, UNLV, wasn't it? Was it? No, because that would have been a conference game. U- UTEP? It might have been UTEP. It was a U something. It, it might have been UTEP. All right, we're here They're at Robin Sports. Yeah, 110 West Center Street here in Bountiful, or check them out, robinsports.com, not Sports Report Next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Coach Lou, let's start locally, Utah Cal. Utah is the best team in the Pac-12. I don't think Bowers is going to have what it takes to win in a game like this. It's almost like he's going to be completely non-existent in this football game. Could be Utah, big, 31-7. to You said it best, it's almost as though Bowers won't even play in this game. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. Utah State, Air Force. Well, look, Coach Calhoun a lot of times has had a lot of focus on his team going out there with the air raid attack, and they're going to have to put ball on the ground a lot. The Eagles have had a tough time throwing of the football. Utah State, hey Aggies all the way to win this game 24 to 10. The air raid of Air Force. Uh, why do they call them Air Force then? If you don't throw the football you can't have the name Air Force. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5 1280 The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch. I need your understanding. I need your love so much. Big Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It's time for the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. We're live here at Robin Sports. Check them out, robinsports.com, or certainly drop by and see us. 110 West Center Street here in Bountiful. Hans Olsen filling in for Gordon today, and we appreciate Hans doing that. Um, Austin brought this story to my attention today. and This is kind of sportsy, but but not sports okay. as well, all right? The New Mexico Bowl, a bowl game you're familiar with, Hans. You yeah, I love it. Covered. Actually, we heard a whole <laughs> breaks wool of stories about Hans and the New Mexico Bowl. Hey, you are connected to each this Each more fascinating than the last, by the way. I, I will tell you that unspoken things happened in New Mexico, but I came away from that bowl game and truly enjoyed the experience of it. And nobody will believe me. And I'm like, no, like... There's crazy stories that came out of it. Like, for instance, OC was my co-host at the time. He wouldn't cross the border without having some type of uh, shaman-blessed dream catcher hanging from the rearview mirror because of a, a, a creature called a skinwalker that he believes in. And I'm like, dude, come on. He's like, I will not. We're going to get this thing blessed, and then we'll be – like. That was the trip to New Mexico. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it's a lot of fun, a lot of stories. Well, three weeks ago, the New Mexico Bowl got a new sponsor, okay. a company called Dreamhouse, the Dreamhouse New Mexico Bowl. And ESPN uh, owns the New Mexico Bowl, and owns the, obviously, so they, they negotiated this. And, okay. And uh, fast forward three weeks, the, uh, the Albuquerque Journal does a little research and a little digging on Dreamhouse, and they've discovered that Dreamhouse doesn't exist. It's not a company. And apparently it's just some grifter who is what? is under indictment for, uh, amongst other things, like uh, the defrauding uh, credit card or something along those lines. It's just some random. Like, Austin, what were you saying that the address of the company was just this guy's address? 
Yeah, the the, the uh, Albuquerque Journal down there followed the paper and found the address for the company, went to talk to someone at Dream House and get some answers about what they do, what they're about, and it's just this dude's house address. <laughs> they didn't have a business license with the city. <laughs> got nothing. So is it going to stay the Dream House New Mexico Bowl? No. ESPN announced today that they are oh, they're, they're, they're cutting ties. They're moving yeah. away from it. Didn't do a whole lot of vetting on that sponsorship, though, did they? Also, what like can can the Big Show sponsor it? Could you guys come up with like twenty bucks? And- we got more money than this guy. I tell you that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let's get ESPN on the horn. I, I wonder what kind of numbers we're looking at to put pinstripe on a bowl or you know whatever you you know some of the, i would you, imagine it's it's really expensive what is it a candy stripe what's that 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 bowl? there's been some weird names over the years the beef brady the, bowl? the yeah. beef brady well i i there's no way this guy actually had given espn money they might have must have just agreed to something unbelievable but they'd already announced it they'd already announced it three weeks of the what uh, what is it called? Dreamhouse New Mexico Bowl. You know, I got this. Uh, I got a tweet from a guy that for his business, he'll rap your company or rap about your company, make a rap. <laughs> you know, some interesting people. Well, this I, I'm actually interested in this. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? To like have a guy promote our station in a kind of a in rap form. In rap form. Was this the guy that helped you learn how to rap? What was his name? Oh, that was Country Boy. <laughs> that was Country Boy. I was Hay Bell. <laughs> and, and we did a rap to come back at C.J. Miles well, I know, I and his whip game proper. And it wasn't, it wasn't terrific if memory serves. His or mine? Both. Uh, memory's serving you wrong because Man Crush was in on it. I know. I remember. And the rap actually was really good. I was more of like a hard voice. Um, I'm not, it wouldn't be like Nelly, but it would be more like, what's the, not run DMC. What's the, what's the, <laughs> you comparing yourself to actual rappers? <laughs> DMX. Oh, I was like DMX. You were. Yeah. I don't remember it that way. I was more hard like DMX. Uh, it had some unsavory lyrics. It, it did. And then well, it Well, we played it, I think. Yeah, we did. Uh, it's got to be around but, somewhere. But we had to beep out a couple of things. All right. Okay, we're live here. We're at Robbins Sports, 110 West Center Street in Bountiful. You can also check them out at robinsports.com. That's uh, Robbins with two Bs, by the way. And Damon joins us uh, once again. Damon, thanks for jumping back on. Hey, thank you. And hey, for enough money, I'll rap about you guys. I you mean, you I build can, a rap? Yeah, I'm kind of white, though. Like, way, <laughs> way too white. Do you believe that Hans was a good rap, rapper? Because he's, I think he's overselling himself a little bit. Right. Hans overselling himself? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a thing. If it's a thing. Yeah. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited just to, to find out more about your business and, and your concepts and, and really, you know, help inform our listeners what you're bringing to the community. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we, we do a lot of uh, jerseys like we've talked about, but we also do bigger equipment. Um, we go into high schools, universities, rec centers. Uh, we install... Uh, backboards or you know we also do uh, soccer goals big equipment as well so so we go everything from baseballs all the way up to big equipment so i I hate the term one-stop shop because it's kind of cliche right yeah but that's really what we are and what we try to be 
So if you're an athletic director or running a league out there, it, again, one-stop shop, that's really what you guys yeah. do. You yeah. Get them equipment, get them uniforms, and, and you can do it all here with the reliability of dealing with somebody local. Exactly. You know, exactly. it's crazy, too. Jake, and you were asking how many different leagues, and, and right now my kids are in four different leagues, but there's also two different training facilities that they go use in off-seasons to train, and these trainers – you know, they build apparel and they do medicine ball stuff and they have jump box and they have all these kinds of things and to different trainers out there that are building a brand and building a business and need equipment for all of these off season workouts that they put together. That's something that can be done here as well. I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. If we're talking about other things that we do, um, even weight equipment, if you want to put weight equipment in your house or if you want a gym, um, we can do everything from, you know, Olympic bars to racks of, of weights, anything like that wow. as well. So. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So uh, since you're on with us here, uh, Damon, uh, you get to pick how we give away our jazz tickets here okay. in the 5 o'clock hour for the game tomorrow against Sacramento. Awesome. Uh, Jason, let's see. Hour one, we had somebody had to bring their little athlete down. Uh-huh. Uh, hour two, we did a line from the Sandlot. Okay. Uh, what are we doing in hour three? Okay. So we, we, we feel like uh, – Team spirit is really important. All right. right. We do a lot with high schools, right? So we'll go in and do fan gear and, and we'll do, you know, we've outfitted Bountiful High and, and Farmington and Davis with fan gear. And we think team spirit is really important. Um, so the next person to come in wearing some sort of uh, branded uh, apparel for their team, either their school or their, I don't know, could be an NFL team, could, Whatever. Be, a, could be a local uh, club. Come in wearing something branded for your team, and you'll win the tickets. Next person in here with fan gear, you're going to the Jazz game tomorrow night. Damon, thank you very much. Yeah, Thanks, thank Damon. You. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. We're talking college football with Hans Olsen, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach at BYU, Kalani Sataki. From what I heard, Hans was wrestling guys at BYU no, even if they didn't want to be. I don't wrestling. want to talk about that. <laughs> you always kind of walked away from him because you never knew what kind of mood he was going to be in. You didn't know if he was going to take the chair from under you and balance it on his chin. Or he's going to literally pick you up and bench press you or put you over his head and suplex you. I already told you the story about how he hyperextended my elbow when he suplexed me and I wasn't expecting it. I mean, you know, it's just the thing like that, this Hans was a walking liability. So uh, it's, it's nice that he's sitting down and on a microphone instead of causing accidents everywhere. He still does that too. <laughs> I still do that every once in a while. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.